Today's episode is brought to you by Anchorfish Printing. Hey, are you in a band? Do you run a label? Or maybe you just want to make some merch for fun. You should hit up Anchorfish Printing. They've been taking care of bands for over 15 years. I first met the owner, Michael, when my band Touche Amore started, and he was our go-to guy. You can visit what they have to offer over at anchorfishprinting.com. You can hit them up for all your merch needs, whether it's screen printing, embroidery, or maybe you just need some stickers. Mention the first ever podcast and get 10% off your order. Hello and welcome to the first ever podcast. My name is Jeremy Bohm. I am your host. If this is your first time here, this is a show where I interview artists of all kinds about the first experiences in their art form that led them to where they are today. This is episode 120 and my guest this week is Sammy Sierra Mataro of the band Drain. I am so amped to have Sammy on. What a lovely, funny, kind, very Californian person. Uh, we talked before I left for tour. I am officially home. I'm recording this from my office. Holy shit, I'm so excited to be home. Uh, my band, Touche Amore, was on tour for two months straight. And just a quick thank you to anyone who came out, said nice things, uh, caught us with Thrice and Coheed in Europe, or maybe caught us in the States with the Menzingers and Screaming Females. Had a wonderful time. But boy, does it feel good to be home. It can be very uh, exhausting to be away that long. And uh, sometimes things feel very routine, especially when you're doing it for that long as well. And to have anyone randomly pull me aside and just uh, say they enjoy the show is something that always took me out of that routine, took me out of that headspace. And uh, it was always very appreciated. So thank you to everyone who who stopped me and did that. It's very, 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 very nice of you. Um, I want to mention if this happens to be your first time here, that there's a bonus episode available right now. If you head on over to patreon.com slash the first ever Patreon, where Sammy answered questions that were submitted by subscribers. That is a common occurrence over on the Patreon. Most episodes get bonus episodes. You can check out all the past ones, plus a ton of other stuff that is available over on the Patreon, including a Discord channel, Blah, blah, blah. All sorts of stuff. All sorts of fun stuff. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the show on Spotify or Apple, wherever it is you're listening to this, please do so. Leaving a positive rating or review, we all ask you to do it. There's a point. It helps. It helps. If anything, it just helps our egos, right? It just makes us feel good. And we can always use that. Um, Drain has some touring coming up in 2023. They're going to be going over to Australia with Comeback Kid in January. And then in March, they're going to be touring with Madball and H2O in Europe. You can check out all their dates over at drain831.com. All right. Well, without further ado, here is my conversation with Sammy Sierra Mataro. What's up, Sammy? It's uh, we were just talking for just a sec, but but again, it's such a pleasure to to finally get to hang out with you uh, in this capacity, at least. 
Dude, Mr. Baum, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me on, man. I'm very honored, very stoked to be here. And thank you for everyone who's listening, man. What's happening? <laughs> I'm chilling, man. I love your energy. I appreciate the energy right now. It's, uh, yeah, man. It's, I mean, also, I just want to start by saying, like, congratulations on a pretty crazy couple of years, right? Like, between <laughs> between all the gold stuff and then Drain having such a moment, like, it's it's been really cool to see. As, like, an outside perspective, like, this is our first time ever meeting or talking, but um, just standing on the sidelines and watching uh, the couple years that you've had, it's like, it, it just makes me really excited. So congratulations. Dude, thank you so much, man. Yeah, it, it really has been. It, it's been a couple of years of just kind of a wild ride. And I'm like, so thankful just for everything that's come our way. All the, you know, the, the bad that we learned a lot from, which made it into good. You know what I mean? Because it's like not been necessarily a smooth ride, but that's what makes you, uh, you know, a better sailor or whatever they say, you know? Yeah, um, learning. I mean, everything is a learning lesson, whether you want it to be or not, you know? Oh, totally, man. And so especially lately, things have just been so like surreal and it's just like, it's crazy. It doesn't, it really doesn't feel real. So I'm just like enjoying the moment, man. It's awesome. Um, this is, I was going to probably talk about it maybe a little later, but this is a perfect time for it. It's funny. There's two artists that I feel like truly thrived over the pandemic. And I feel like it's Gulch and Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> like, Dude. like, yeah. Like the idea, like the fact that both both artists in their own ways kept did a, such a great job of keeping yourselves like in the per, and, like keeping in everyone's peripheral, which is also extra incredible for Gulch. I feel like because you guys don't have social media, so the fact yeah. that like that was even a possibility was really remarkable. It was like the music truly spoke for itself. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. I mean, like, that's the thing. I don't know. I, I don't even really know how it happens. I'm not much of like a person online, but like somehow Gulch just like really it was, it was doing real good. And then COVID hit and like, I don't know, just like the internet kids found it and we're just like, <clears throat> like, yeah, could not believe it, you know? And it's, uh, I mean, not just on the internet, but yeah, it's just, it's crazy. It really was like, really popped way harder than like kind of we even realized you know yeah yeah and it's and it was interesting too because i just even doing the minimal uh like bit of research like i, I already am pretty well versed in a lot of stuff that you're doing but like when i was just looking around i was shocked to see that the uh the uh the burning desire seven inch actually came out in 2018 like yeah in my head that was like oh that had to have been like end of 2019 or something like that because that's when i feel like it that at least on the internet and things like that, it's really started to pop. But like, it's crazy that it had already been out for a minute, but then it was like, yeah, it's like maybe kids on the internet found it, whatever it was, but then it just exploded and became this like super rare item and, yeah. and all of that. Yeah. It's nuts, man. It really, um, yeah, it like, it was, it was going there. Like I said, it just really turned on out of nowhere kind of it felt like, and it was yeah. just a strange thing, which is like, well, Gulch and, and Drain, I'm trying a couple other bands like spy, you know, oh, or bands course. that just like kind of, put things out during covid like and that's thing like the burning desire thing came out i think yeah our drains lp was kind of the first lp like album or release by us that i feel like really like resonated with people other things yeah. like it was cool for a sec but maybe didn't click the burn desire did pretty good but um to put music out and i got to experience it twice in the middle of that it was like a very strange thing because it really people were just home and so the i feel like those releases either really like like went to new heights or like kind of just slipped through the cracks with other bands, you know, perhaps because they be, didn't get to see it live. Really weird. We just got very lucky, you know, 
Absolutely. Um, Let's I, I definitely want to touch more on this, too, once uh, once we talking about records, because that is a very interesting thing that that um, there was like definite pros and cons to it. But, yeah, let's 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 put a pin in this. We'll table it for yeah. a little while because uh, I want to start with, uh, I guess, with, you know, the show's all about first experiences and things like that. So I know you're Bay Area, but where in the Bay Area are you actually originally from? Are you not a San Jose guy? Are you? No, I'm I'm actually not even a, really a Bay Area guy. I'm um I'm from like Los Angeles. I grew up in San Pedro. Um, and so yeah, that's that's my first home for the first 18 years of my life. No um, way. Okay. Yeah. So that that's where that's like if we're going back to first. It all starts down that way. Um, okay. Yeah. So like uh, I came here when I was 18 though to the Bay Area. Or was it Santa for college Cruz. or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I came for college and then um. I just never left. I finished. I did finish, but that's, I just never left. Well, congratulations. So, I mean, congratulations on finishing. That's, uh, that's yeah. Awesome. Are, you, didn't happen. You yeah bana- you. are you a banana slug or what are you? Oh, I'm a slug. Slug life for sure. Yeah. Big that's time. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. For listeners it's, at home, banana slug is the, uh, the Santa Cruz. Uh, that's the, that's the mascot. Um, you might realize that because of uh, Pulp Fiction. Uh, I'm about to say, yeah, John Travolta <laughs> wears the the Santa Cruz banana slug shirt. Uh, Elliot, the kid who plays drums in my band, uh, was a banana slug as well. Only he You're kidding? No, only he dropped. Well, he he's now finished or finishing because he ended up going back over over COVID. But um, he literally stopped going to school and joined Touche. Like he like Whoa. drove down from Santa Cruz, learned our songs on the drive down, and then literally practiced with us and got in the van it was like super okay crazy. i'm gonna have to punish him whenever i meet him i'm gonna have yeah. to pick his brain for sure i did not know that that's yeah. rad that's yeah. super rad dang whoa okay that's pretty crazy that's and awesome he's a, and he's also a west side guy so you guys see, have that in common as well he's from mar vista dude so sick man i love that guy I, I i gotta meet that dude then for sure i like i have like a weird thing what's like i don't know santa cruz is small it's big but it's small and so like now especially like when i meet people like that are from here or like had lived like i'm like everybody who's into hardcore who lives here has lived here i'm like i need to know them i want to meet them and just like know everybody here even past tense you know so i I, I gotta gotta pick his brain that's so sick it's crazy because also so uh i the band i was in before touche played so many shows in santa cruz like that was kind of like our area it's like we 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 almost, I would go as far as to say did better in like the Santa Cruz area than even LA. And we would play like the 418 project constantly. And yep. like, um, and then even the surround, like there was a venue in Morgan Hill called dance unlimited. I don't know if you ever heard of that spot. Whoa, no, that's, that's definitely before my time. That's rad though. Yeah. It was like, uh, it was, I think it was legitimately like a, a uh i don't know if it was a ballet dance studio but it was definitely some sort of a a, you know like just different kinds of dance but someone got in there and was able to book shows it was that i think it was even um you might know him and i apologize for the for the inside baseball here to to people listening but uh dude named joel uh joel cupcake or whatever like he would always pin up yeah Yeah. there you go yeah he would always uh him and a dude named nick bain they would always oh yeah you know yeah those two guys are like always been booking shows in that area forever but like they just yeah they would they would book all of these shows between four and eight and, and morgan hill and san jose and like all of this stuff so like i have just such a deep love we were talking off mic before before we started but like genuinely love santa cruz so much like it's such its own little place and hat like 
it, because it is such a small town feeling like, but it has so much counterculture happening there, you know, between like people that are obviously like, uh, like hippie holdovers from San Francisco that maybe wanted to get away and see the ocean a little more or yeah. like, or just, you, I, I don't know, like, how would you describe the people that live there? Cause it is such a mixed bag of different kinds of counterculture, right? Yeah. It's so, it's so mixed. Like I, and I, I feel I actually don't really know how to put it. It's very like, it's everything. It's literally everything under the sun. Um, but very unique too. I don't know, just all over the place. But yeah, a lot of that. I mean, that's the thing. When I like, you know, it's like starting to look for colleges, I went up and I was like, okay, this is like, I guess similar to like what I grew up with, but like also so different. And I was like, this is 100% like walking up and dudes with like, I don't know, some like, like a DRI shirt with like dreadlocks. I'm like, okay, this, this would be cool. It'd be fun. I don't really know what I'm getting into, but like a little bit of everything, you know, the, the Grateful Dead, you know, deadhead vagabonds just chilling outside everywhere. And then like a bunch of surf rats and skate rats. And I'm like, okay, this is like so sick, you know? Yeah. And then, and then what it has going for it too, for better or worse is like, you know, it has kind of year round tourist money coming in because of mm-hmm. the, because of the boardwalk pier area. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So like it does have this thing to sort of keep the city afloat which is that, you know, which, which I get, like I said, for better or worse, I'm sure there's, there's the elements that are not so great about the touristy sort of thing coming in. But like, um, it, you do see the mix of how those two things are relating when you go and visit, you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh yeah. You could, you could look around and be like, that dude's from here. That dude's visiting. You know? Oh dude. It's, it's like clear as day right now. We're actually in like a perfect little spot. So the UCSC doesn't start for like another two weeks and then schools are back in session boardwalks closed for the summer so it's like it's just locals here it's so so rad i got like my little vespa scooter just throw my my girl on the back and we'll just go cruise around it's like yeah but you can tell i'm like oh my god this guy like you know like certain little like streets I'm like you don't have to stop that that's not that's a yield sign keep going like all like <laughs> it's like dude for no reason i don't know why i get all sideways but yeah no it's it's true man but then like in the winter i mean i worked in like restaurants and like half of the band at one point was between like a restaurant or a coffee shop. We've all worked places. And it's like, as soon as summer's over, like winter starts to settle in or fall, it's like, Oh dude, we're like hurting, man. We had like, we closed early. Like five people came in the shop today. So we need it. It's like, it really is a double-edged sword. It's like, it could be a headache. Mom's like, dude, we literally need more people coming into the town to keep us afloat here. Dude, yeah. for for real. And you know, and also just the fact that it has always thrived as having its own DIY like punk and hardcore scene. And I feel like from an outside perspective, it comes in waves, right? Mm-hmm. Where like, it'll be real hot for a minute and then it feels like it dies down. But I think that um, it is this great outside of San Francisco, Oakland, Berkeley, like Haven where it is a totally different show. If you're going to a show in Santa Cruz versus a show in the city, right? Oh, dude, like, this is again for people listening that don't know, you know, I apologize, but just for a sec, for anyone who does know, if you've been in a band or like on tour, you've been to the spot, if you live around here, there's like, like Malachi would run uh, this spot called Sabrosa. It's a community space in Santa Cruz and uh, it's in downtown. And I swear, like every single show, every band that came through would leave with a story of someone who would just stumble in, just like a Santa Cruz person who will stumble in. And we've had all sorts of like, just like, interesting things happen and everyone's got a story everyone's got a memory and it's like only in santa cruz only in santa cruz would this happen here you know yeah and it's yeah. like 
it's funny. I think some people are probably like, like, dude, is this every show? Like, dude, every show. Like, random dude, dude coming in with like one foot and hitting people with his crutches. Like, you know, like just crazy shit where it's like, dude, that doesn't happen anywhere else. But right. it's like a free spot. So he just lets everybody come in and it's always like, what? Yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah, and for listeners, Malachi plays uh, plays in Scowl and uh, book shows, and he's also the type of sweetheart that, like, total teddy bear type of dude that would just want people to watch a show, you know? Like, 100%. so he strikes me as a guy that just be like, yeah, come in, it's fine. Oh, totally, dude. What do you, you got? Two bucks? All right, come in. Yeah, whatever. You've never, you, you know, and he's always so good. It's like, do you know? Like, have you ever been to a concert like this? Like, no. I'm like, okay, just. Maybe stay in the back and just like feel it out as people Observe. are like, getting their asses whooped. And they're like, could you have the two people like, oh, cool, free show? Walk in right in the middle of the room and someone hits them. They're like, hey, what's going on? And then just like, right. whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. No, it's, it's, um, it's home, man. I love Santa Cruz. It's, it's, it's a trip, but, uh, it's, it's my favorite place in the world. I love it. Uh, I just also, funny enough, the second, uh, second or third, third Touche show was in a classroom at UCSC. That is so sick. I've seen some videos of classroom shows uh, on the campus. And like, I think it's a, not a thing anymore, but I so badly wish it was just yeah. for like, yeah, just to go experience that, you know? Totally. It was, and it, I was so amped because it was, it was with, uh, I don't know if you ever, if you ever heard of them or checked them out, but it was with this band called Botter Brains. Um, not familiar. No. Yeah. They, they, uh, they were kind of a short, there was a really cool, really cool, like, artsy punk hardcore band that used to be called please inform the captain this is a hijack <laughs> and that's so sick it's like the best band name it's seriously so sick um that's rad and then turned into to botter brains which is like b i think it's like b-a-a-d-e-r brains um I'll, I'll send you their music they're super fucking cool but they like it was like definitely always like it it was very bay area where it was like it was not only just like a hardcore band, but it was like an art installation too, where they always had like a projector behind them. And there was like samples mixed in. Like it was like a really cool band. Um, that's so, so that's going over great Santa Cruz for sure. That's going to oh, go over super well. Totally. Totally. I'm curious uh, for you growing up. Um, what was the first thing that you connected with musically that felt like it was yours maybe not something that was being played in the house like maybe not something your your folks were playing but something that maybe you found on your own that made you feel like you had a bit of an identity hmm okay whoa well so i was gonna say i i like um i think one of, one of the first things i connected to is like black sabbath but that was that was through those through family so on my own i probably gotta say be like like minor threat to, okay. through, a, through a friend but like in, you know, in middle school who showed it to me but like just very much was like a me and a buddy skateboarding. And he's like, dude, I heard the craziest thing. You're never going to like, this is the angriest thing I've ever heard in my life. This guy's just pissed. And it was in my eyes, minor threat. And I'm, and I'm like, damn, blown away. I'm like 12 years old. Like, yeah, this is the craziest, like most angry thing. I, I mean, that, that's, I still say that though. I'm like, yeah. that is like one, one of the most pissed off tracks I've ever heard. You totally. know? Um, yeah. But yeah. And that was, and it was like instant, just like skating a flat rail. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is like what I do now. Like I listen to this, I skate and I'm the deep dive in this, you know, like even like further. And yeah. Sure. So did you like, uh, did you like track down the CD or did you, or is this like internet age already? So you were like downloading it or. 
Yeah, I was big time. This was like a wrecking computers internet age. Yeah, <laughs> like for sure. LimeWire. LimeWire just like getting yeah. all the malware, baby. Oh, totally. Like random, random stuff. My parents are pissed. There, there was like, that thing, I was like weirdly, I'm not like a crazy tech savvy dude, but I, like, I'm, I'm not bad either. But that was, I, I think it was like one of the, I was on like the earlier side, I, I think, at least amongst my friends who was like really on there, like, and, and knew like kind of, how to do that you know um but i was going all the way in yeah like full discog that's why i didn't know like for a while like what was on like what like the seven inch or the album for them you know just had like i don't know i just got songs i don't even have the right names but i have sure. songs you know um but yeah that was around that time and throwing on like a the ipod shuffle with the usb bottom um where you like pull the cap off no screen just like a couple of different buttons yeah um yeah that was me just like putting that thing in like my back pocket of my like two skinny jeans for how big of a boy i was it was like <laughs> like yeah i'm skating throw the headphones in with the wire running through the shirt yeah 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 so so were you uh did you like do some research try to find other bands that were similar to them like maybe on discord or what yeah, what was the uh, next step kind of so i actually had like a i had an older cousin who was really into skateboarding not like we weren't like super close though, but he's like a, like a third cousin. We live in the same town. And so like I ran into him at like a family party and I would see him at the skate park though, but he was like a lot, like 10 years older than me. Um, and he was always cool, but he was like in a hardcore band actually. And so um, I kind of, I don't even know how we, maybe we were at the skate park talking about it, but yeah, he like gave me his band seven inch and then would just put me on to like kind of whatever I could find or whatever he would show me that he'd think I, he would think I'd like. Um, so What's that was his- like at that was his band uh, 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 like a, a known band in the area? Is it what what were they called? They're called Destroy LA. I don't think like too big outside of honestly like maybe even Pedro at like the South Bay. Okay, sure. But like when they would play, they'd do like you know random shows in Pedro, like play at the skate park, and it was like, well, my, you know, my first time seeing like kids like like actually like slam dancing. And I'm just like, whoa, yeah, blow my mind. All what's yeah. the age? Di- what was the age difference? Like I would say about ten years. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, so he's like, you know, finishing high school as I'm just like still like a little kid. Yeah. Um, and so by the time I'm in like middle school, high school, he's like mid twenties, just doing his thing with his band and kind of touring and like little more like runs, not real tours, but yeah. yeah. Um, but he was putting me on. He had like a you know seven inch out, and I was just like, whoa. And it was like very much like, I don't know, in the vein of like Circle Jerks, JFA sure. type thing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and just putting me on. Um, but yeah, and that was it. And I like. For the longest time, I didn't really know the difference. I'm like, oh, like my cousin's band is this huge band, just because like I'm like, oh, they have a record. It's they're huge, of you course. Know? Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I'm just like jamming all like 20 of their songs, just like on loop. And I was like, I still stand by. I'm like, man, that, that shit rocks. I love it. I still would like pop off if I saw it live. Um, uh, not to not to jump ahead too much, but I'm curious, has that cousin uh kept up with the music you're making these days? Like, is it blowing? Is it blowing his mind? yeah he's he's stoked on it man he came out to like i'm sure the last time i saw him was that uh we played he still is in la or in pedro but yeah we played like our, our music video shoot um in in la like three actually like three days before they really shut down like la oh sure um and so just we didn't know that but yeah he him and his band pulled up and they were just like what the fuck this is crazy i'm like yeah this is dope um That's awesome. yeah, he's all stoked i'm like dude yo you you set me, set me off, put, put me down the rabbit hole, which is sick. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really thankful because I had like some insight where I feel like I would have probably not found that for a couple more years. 
Um, but it very much was like, and again, it's funny. I feel like I bring up like, you know, when I'm talking with people, I bring skateboarding up a lot and I never really was like good particularly, but like it really had a huge impact, especially like that style. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just like a growing up on the water, like in like, like beach ish communities, like skateboarding and like punk rock. And like, it does really just go so hand in hand and like, yeah, just like dudes at the skate park with like the boom box, like throwing it that way or like Chromax the first time or like bad brains and obviously minor threat and stuff. I didn't even really know what it was, but just in the cassette and like the older dudes just kind of drinking and skating. And like, I'm just like a little kid, just like, Whoa, like these are the same thing. They go together and it's just awesome. Yeah, um, no, I mean, yeah, it's, it, uh, thankfully, um, skill doesn't, doesn't, um, set you to a different level of the culture. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if you, if you have, if you have a skateboard in your hand and you care about it and you're getting all of those things fed to you at the same time. So I, t- I totally understand. Um, what, uh, what was the first concert that you went to? Was it that show or was there, or did your parents take you to a concert? Like what was, uh, what was the first thing you ever saw live? Yeah, my first, so like first like real like concert was with my, my dad took me out and I was like, I think it was 08 and uh, okay. you're in LA, dude. It was a, yeah. a K-Rock, almost acoustic Christmas uh, concert nice. series. Yeah, but it was dope and it was like, what was funny, you know, now we signed with Epitaph and saw Bad Religion um, yep. and like Linkin Park played Paramore, which which like, I think like Misery Signals is, was like on the radio, like it just dropped around that time. Yeah. Um. And I was just like, damn, there was like 10 events, sevenfold. There's like 10 bands, like big bands too. It's kind of crazy. But that was somewhere in LA. And I was like in the eighth grade. And I was just like, just like hooked on live music. That's kind of a cool year to have gone to because some of the bands you just named, though they're not like, you know, they're not like hardcore bands or whatever. But like the fact that some of those bands are kind of hardcore adjacent came from you know like had influenced by or whatever but then also like seeing lincoln park i mean obviously like Haley from paramore uh is is very you know knowledgeable of like good punk and hardcore and stuff like that and emo and all of that but then like you know avenge sevenfold those dudes orange county like definitely came up as like a hardcore band and whatever um so it's like it's cool that you saw it that year Oh, totally, man. And that's the thing. It's funny. It was like, as at that age, when I went, I was like, so stoked, mind blown. Then like a couple years go by and it was almost like, oh, that wasn't really cool. And now I'm like, no, that was awesome. That I'm was like, awesome. Like, yeah. Big, like kind of grown up and like, and then learned more about the bands and like the impact, like the bigger picture. I'm like, oh no, that was sick. That was like a legendary show. I'm, I'm stoked for that. But yeah, yeah, I was like a little, that was like, like a first like concert concert. But then I, I didn't start going to like shows for another, um, like year and a half, 2010, early 2010 was my first show. Um, and that's, it was chain reaction. And that's when it really, I was like, oh, okay, this is like the more pal- like, like a obtainable version of what I just, you know, saw then this is yeah. like where, you know, really will be um, so, going so, down. So when you start going to chain, like are, are at this point, have you like kind of discovered like current punk and hardcore and stuff like that? Yeah. You know, and, and that's saying though, truthfully at the time I really, um, I knew like punk rock or like, you know, I was really into punk rock and I was like a, a really like thrash metal. Okay. Um, and hardcore actually didn't come till a lot later for me, but like, I didn't know it. If that makes sure. sense. You know, yeah. like I just didn't, I didn't know of it. I mean like, so it was like a, a little bit of a weird thing, but yeah, like I loved like that show. The first show chain was like, 
Death Angel, this band called Lazarus AD, Bonded by Blood, some random like just thrash bands I was really into. Um, and just hooked on that and like, you know, then dove into like municipal waste, which would end up being like a huge immediate influence on me. And especially I think it's like pretty clear with like Drain. It's like, oh yeah, this this dude for sure grew up like loving waste. That's like it makes so so much sense, you know. Oh, um, that, as soon as you as soon as you said thrash metal, that's where my brain went. Where I was like, I can completely see the parallels in in oh, elements of this of the music that you make. Oh, totally. I mean, I'm like, dude, like again, being a kid, you see waste. I'm like, yeah, that's the coolest thing ever. Like ripping music, but also just like the lot. Everyone's just like loving it and just going, just popping off, you know. Um, but yeah, it's like a, a strange little little mix there, you know. Like it did hardcore didn't click to like a lot later, but I didn't know. Like it's like rotting outs from pedro so i knew of them and like trash talk but i'm like oh there's like sick punk bands not knowing i'm like oh like the way they carry themselves as like a band and like what their like their ethos are is like it's it's they're hardcore same with yeah. power trip my dude crazy thrash metal band but not really knowing and then you know eventually it clicked a little later it just took me a sec but yeah it was like punk rock and thrash metal that was like obsessed for years that's yeah. awesome this podcast is presented by DistroKid, an incredible service for musicians that helps you upload your songs to all music streaming platforms from iTunes to Spotify and Apple Music, then pays you revenue from your songs all in one place. They've got a really cool new feature called Splits that allows you to add collaborators so you can pay your co-writers and fellow musicians without needing an accountant. To get 30% off your first year's DistroKid subscription, just head to distrokid.com slash VIP slash hard times. When did you, because I'm assuming drum was drums your first instrument, and do you play any other instruments besides drums? I I don't really, um, I like to like fart around with a bass. Um, sure. Just for, for fun. But yeah, no, drums was for sure the first instrument. And when did you start? Um, uh, what was the first drum kit? What year was that? And and uh, what was your your intro there? Is uh, the first drum kit? Well, if I'm being real, my first real kit, Rock Band. That's the first kit I really got. I I sound so dumb, but those little four plastic pads or rubber pads like taught me how to play drums. Um, I love that. And then, I, you're the first person on the show to say that, and I'm also I'll bet. Uh, that that is an extremely relatable thing for people who are listening to the show. Yeah, dude. Like I, I know that sounds like funny, but it's 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 just being real. Like I got it as a you know a gift or a game with my you know my brother and we're just playing. But I was like always want I was like liked music and always liked drums. Especially I had like a couple of, like drummers in the family um, that you know played drums and whatever. And I was just like, dude. So I, I'll still straight up I'll still like see the colors like yellow hi hat blue is ride and like I can still see it. <laughs> But like, once I was like, "Damn, I can like play all these songs on like expert mode, or whatever." I was like, "I bet I could do this." And just kind of like, it just took being around like musically inclined friends. What the one friend who had a drum set, and I was like, "Can I just like get behind and like play?" And I'm kind of like switching over, like doing like the the colors and coordination in my head. I'm like, "Okay, that's this." But I'm like, "Oh, I can for sure do this." Um, yeah. So yeah, man, my first kit was uh, I borrowed one of my uncles. It was like a white Ludwig. And he let me borrow that for a sec. And I linked up with some friends in school. It was just like total high school. Like, oh, one dude like kind of set up like guitar. We have a friend who like plays piano. It was like, let's just throw them all in. Let's rock. And it was fun. It was like really like, so just like kids having fun. It was awesome. Um, what was, uh, 
when you finally sat behind a kit and like had it set up in front of you or whatever, like, did you put headphones on and try to play along to songs? Like, do you remember the first one of the first songs that you remember, like you were actually able to play along to? Yeah, it really wasn't like covers at that point yet, but it was like, or like by myself, but like just with friends, like, dude, like, oh, like, you know, you can play Master Puppets, like puppets on guitar. I actually think that was probably one of the first ones, like, like either Master Puppets or Enter Sandman, pretty like, to, you know, just like exactly like what you'd expect, you know, and we're just like, probably sound like shit, but having so much fun. Like my yeah. friend's house, just like, because again, I always just wanted to do it. I just didn't know. So I was actually like, like mess around I was like oh like, i don't know just plug a microphone and i'll just be like the yeller the guy you know and uh kind of did that for like like you know an hour with friends I'm like this is sick but then like try to switch it up um and realize i love drums and so i just dove in like i was uh in the 10th grade so 2010 okay. um and uh yeah probably like 14 yeah okay That's just awesome. like all stoked out yeah it was what, great, uh, man. It, so what was that first band what was the first band that you did yeah, you know what? Like the the first like, you know, I jammed a lot with just random kids. But the first band I did, it was called Radiation, and it was like with just you know very standard Radiation thrash, dude. Yeah, we were it. just all stoked. Yeah, just a couple of dudes from PJ I found, and uh, and we rocked as you know as much as we could, and like kind of tried to write our own songs and like played a handful of small shows. Nothing like really crazy though. Um, but yeah, just like backyards or whatever we can get our hands on. We played like Chain Reaction one time. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun, man. I had a how really good that, time with how that. Did, uh, well, for, firstly, before we get there, how uh, what was the first... Do you remember the first show you ever played? The first show I ever played? Uh, you know, man? I, I think it might have just been like a high school talent show. I don't think yeah. that... Like, a, for, in terms of like, like playing live, yeah. but like first show I ever played, yeah, it was like a, like a end, of, end of summer, like backyard party at like our friend's house. We were like in high school and just like kind of like dope chick had like a skate like a like a half pipe in her backyard her parents built and so we set up on there and just played and um to our our friends we just did a couple covers and it was yeah. like you know it's fun man i thought you you kind of know pretty immediately you're like oh like this is where i should be doing this this is like a, this is good you know yeah do you do you remember uh were you nervous were you excited were you did you play faster than you should have played like all Jeez. of those like what what do what do you remember from it yeah, I don't know. I feel like it was like very much exactly still, um, like kind of how now. Like I was just like pumped, but not nervous. I was always like pretty confident in what I was putting out, and like at least we're playing drums. And I was like, yeah, just feeling real good about. It. Didn't play too fast. I started playing a little faster like later on, when like kids were really popping off and like moshing. That sounds like oh fuck yeah, but like at the time just like friends like bob their heads and like kind of push and i was like oh this is fun just like having a good time but yeah never really got nervous and i still don't really get nervous um it's cool is, that it's cool that your tempo goes up when the crowd goes up that's, yeah. that's cool like i don't know that oh. i've ever thought of i've never i don't know that i've ever really thought about that but i can completely see how that could happen because normally it's like you know for drummers specifically it's like you sit down and then all your nerves are up so all of a sudden your your tempo is just like faster or whatever but yeah but I like the idea of like once the crowd is going off, then you're like, oh, then you just start playing to the crowd's energy. Oh, totally. I mean, dude, if it's a cracking show and you know when it's cracking, when it's like you're, you know, maybe a band or two before you or something, you just know and you're like, I'm going to get up there. I already know that, like, dude, Sam, slow, slow. I'm like, all right, for sure, for sure. And I, I always, I got, I got better at it, but for a while it was like a, a thing like, you got to play slow because this, this part doesn't hit because it's like a breakdown. We're playing it fast now. So it doesn't even work totally for sure for sure i just get i get a little too excited yeah 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 uh, yeah. 
Yeah, at the time, I was, I was like, I really like, kind of like, I don't know, I feel like pretty quickly it was like, I'm going to be a drummer. I'm going to play like and do like the band thing. It was like, just like under control, play under control, just like we practiced, like always. Um, yeah, I kind of knew pretty early on I want to do it. What was the, uh, how'd you get on the chain show? Was it like a pay to play situation? Did you sell tickets Dude, or? Yeah, it was so, it was a total pay to play. I was like, a me- like I am what like, you know, not to, mm, no, nah, I'm going to go. I'm probably like one of those, like those promoters. I am like who they hope they find a hundred percent. I was like, like, dude, it's like a locals only night. So you're going to play and you're going to meet and network. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Like, this is sick. Like I only have to sell $300 worth of tickets or whatever. I'm like, I can totally do that. Um, it didn't do that. And I'm like, okay, for sure. It's paying out of pocket. It was like, Ugh. didn't even think twice about it. I was like, dude, that, this is what you have to do. Like, to get in the industry, you got to do this. That's what the promoter told me. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, dude. Just Burn. the most like predatory fucking promoter type. Just taking yeah. advantage of like teenagers and putting, making them like a sign a contract for a couple hundred bucks. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Dude, who, in, in hindsight, and I remember like being like blown away when I was like really like starting to find like the proper DIY shows. And I'm like, wh- how many tickets do I have to sell? Like, I mean, don't like, you know, sp- spread the word, but like, you don't have to do that. Yeah. What? What? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, I was like, dude, what was I doing? Like, you know, but at the time, dude. yeah. So I like played to my mom, my dad. Yeah. They pulled up and like, you know, like, like a neighbor who's like, oh, I'm down, I'll go. And, like, dude, only $20 for this ticket. I'm like, how crazy is that? You know? It's so nuts. Like all, like my, my band in high school, like same mindset as you but like it was for playing the roxy and the whiskey a go-go you know it was Mm -hmm. like because same mindset you're like dude we're playing on the sunset strip baby it's gonna you know this is how you make it but it's like cool this this like 45 year old man just made this my 16 year old ass sign a contract saying that i owe him like 800 bucks for these tickets it's just like it's so absurd it's so absurd Dude, I mean, I got like, I remember getting my license and like driving with our friend. Like, do we have to pick up the tickets from the promoter's house in like downtown LA? And I'm like, it's not far. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I just started driving. I'm like whipping it through like, like some like rough neighborhoods, like trying to find this guy's house. Like, cause I didn't have like a smartphone yet. So I'm like, printed out the map quest thing. And I'm like, I think it's around here somewhere. I'm like, dude, in hindsight, it's like, how crazy is that? Like, that, that was like uh, what I thought was like pretty normal. And I think people still do think is normal like i think that like still i'm sure it still happens yeah it's um, unfortunate it's unfortunate when when that shit does happen they're uh here i don't know if you ever heard of uh i think they're probably long i mean i don't know if they still exist but there's a company called m productions and in, in uh who that did shows at the whiskey a go-go and there was a period there i think they stopped really doing hardcore shows after there was a riot at a terror show like yep a lot i don't know if you ever heard the stories of oh, that. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. But, but uh, there was a period there where they were really doing a lot of the shows. And as like an older person who's been around now for a long time, I don't understand the math. Like I do, yeah. I do the math in my head where like my, my band that, that was around out, like we survived high school, stayed around after high school. We opened up the Converge First Blood uh, Curl Up and Die show that was there Whoa. where like, where, converge their encore jamie josta came out and they did hate verge where it was like they converge played hate breed songs like it's like this like 
totally legendary night. It's like a totally legendary night. Like, so my high school band sold tickets to play there and we had to sell 150 tickets, right? Dude. And there was three locals before the three touring bands. So each local band sold between 75, 100 and 150 tickets. That's a lot of fucking tickets that are, that are just the local bands bringing them in. The Whiskey A Go-Go, not the biggest venue. Like it, pro- I can't, I don't know the cap. I'm going to assume at most 650. So I'm like, if that half that room is just the, the, the local bands that sold tickets, like did actual converge. Like, I mean the room, the show is fucking nuts, but like, it makes me just wonder, I'm like, how many of like actual converge fans were able to buy tickets to this show? If half yeah. of them were like for pay to play. It's just like, Dude, isn't that insane? that's just nuts. Yeah. I know. mean, I'm sure those bands would have sold that out without, any like locals having to pre-sell stuff, you know, that's exactly it. And it makes me, and it, you know, like, again, your, your older brain does the math. You're like, so was that like, get, was the money that the pay to play bands were doing, was that to guarantee converge gets paid or was that to just for them to make their own money? Like what? Yeah. The fuck? And, and you know, you're not getting any of that back. Oh, it's hell like, no. We're yeah. not seeing a dime. Yeah. So you're like, dude, what? Yeah. Someone's not adding up here. What's happening? Yeah. I, I got so Ooh. many questions. That's an, that's another pot. That's a deep dive podcast that I, I'm going to, I'm going to do a whole, I'm going to start a whole other show where it's just me investigating the, the ins and outs of the terrible nature of pay to play. <laughs> dude, let's expose it, man. Let's Bring expose it. Out, it. Dude. Yeah. Up. I, I, I would be tuning in for sure. Like, dude, we're, we're going to pull in some scum and productions and productions. Yeah. And right? productions. Yeah. Your first guess. Let's let's do some numbers here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is. Uh, I'm gonna leave this on the air because this is just funny. There was a. I'll tell you a great hack that we did though. So I was a. Uh, I was definitely in like 1998 specifically, like a huge corn fan, and oh hell yeah, and my band uh, booked a show at and you know whiskey to, to you know had to sell tickets. So we purposely we knew that corn was doing a like a secret show at the whiskey which is like crazy to play that small of a venue. And we purposely went to go sign the contracts and pick up tickets when corn was playing, like just before the show started. And we played dumb. We were like, like what's uh what's happening downstairs like oh corn's playing if you guys want to go down and check it out go for it we're like yeah we'll 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 go check it out (laughs) and played it dumb (laughs) but we just we purposely went and did that just so we could go watch corn play at the whiskey that's so sick man yeah, dude, that's I, I. I mean, I can't imagine that probably cracked out too. I've never even been to the whiskey, to be honest. I've never been they there. Don't do, yeah, they don't do. They, yeah. I mean, they. You drive by it, and it's just you could just look at the wall, and you're like, oh, you're just you're. These are all just pay to play bands because, you know, it is such a a known name that you know the Roxy does do good shows, but like, um, it's it's a part of the Sunset Strip culture. So when you have a tourist coming to L.A who's never been here before. Maybe they're from the South they're from the Midwest or whatever. And they just know the name, the whiskey, a go-go they're going to, it's just like, Oh, let's go catch a show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, like, it's just like that sort of, I think it just thrives on, on tourism to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I mean, totally dude. And it's like, um, it's, it's not, that's super nuts. Yeah. 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 Okay. Back, back to, back to our conversation about, uh, about your cool <laughs> music. Um, so, uh, what was the first time you ever recorded? What band was that with? recording so like true like okay i was one of those kids too i feel like we were just a couple you know buddies i had like a it was called the blue snowball it was like this like little like a uh, like microphone microphone and yeah. i got like yeah weirdly like into it um so i feel like we actually did like kind of a lot of recording just like at home 
And then again, sounded like total shit, but I was stoked on it. I'm yeah. like figuring out how to use a garage band. I'm like, like a wizard. Um, and just kind of figuring like, dude, like, okay, if we put like the, put it like kind of far back and then throw a blanket on it. Like the drums kind of sound good. And so we did like a lot of like random demos where I was just doing it. And like, you know, same thing, like cab in my closet with like a blue snowball with a blanket on top of it. And like kind of worked good. But like so you um, were doing track like different tracks even. So you were yeah. like, let's get let's just get the drums with this mic. Now let's set it up differently. Let's just get the guitar with this mic. Yeah, totally. Which is like, I don't even know really uh no one really explained that. I don't know. It's kind of just like, oh, that's what you do. And yeah. I was just like doing that and like burn, you know, bouncing it to like iTunes and then burning like CDs. And like someone actually recently came to a drain show with one. It was like my dad would just have like, the, like, like, you know, like 500 CDs, like it, the blanks and the little, um, Spindle. you know, exactly. Yeah. And I would just like rip them and then throw them in the sleeve and hand, write like the names. So I got little demos, um, in high school, but someone brought one. It was like our 2011, like radiation demo. Um, they brought it to a drain show. And I was like, dude, that's crazy. Someone who came to like one of those, like we played like, a lot of random house parties. We would just give them out and walk around, just give them to people. But, uh, yeah. So I did like a lot of that, but I don't think I ever recorded drums proper. So my first, like, I guess, like in a studio experience was with, with doing the drain demo in 2015, um, which is like now on the other end, yeah. um, not doing drums and, uh, and just being like totally in, in hindsight, like just kind of, kind of a burnt dude, to be honest, that we did it with here. It's like someone like, dude, this dude, like we met at a bar, like has a studio. He's like the real deal. And like, I was, uh, 19. Um, yeah. And we was that went, the, went. Was that the Swan Songs? Even before that, it's before when I scrubbed that. far. I mean, damn you! How did you know that? You 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 must have found that. That's that was that was an electric kit uh, with a blue snowball. That that was me. That the Swan Songs. Yeah. No way. Um, okay. Okay. That was, that was just, yeah. So no, this was just we, we didn't even have a name. It was like just 2015 demo, whatever. And like, um, we went in and just did it. it was here in Santa Cruz, and I was like living on campus still. I like met the Drain guys. Which is like, that's a kind of a whole thing. I play drums, wanted to be in a band when I came here. Obviously, didn't have drums. So it's kind yeah. of just like, who has, who needs someone to do anything? Like, I'm down. I'll just yell. I'm <laughs> down to just get active. And uh, and linked up with these drain dudes um, just through like seeing around and kind of mutual friends and like classes and stuff. They were, you know, at the time, everyone was going to UCSC as well. Um, and it's like a totally different thing now. But like, pretty much just the drummer, my, was my, my buddy Tim. He was like the only, dude that was like kind of really in it to like do it um but uh anyways yeah that was my first like actual recording experience and it's like again so funny like i say actual is still very like yeah, yeah actually yeah. and i'm like damn i've never i don't even really know how to do vocals i never recorded vocals and his total dude he's like dude check it out like he just like gives me a box of like his cigarettes and he's like we'll go smoke this it's good for your vocals and i'm like I don't know, man. Like I, I've never smoked cigarettes. I don't really, I don't really know if that's a good idea. He's like, no, it's good. Like numbs it menthol. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to come back another day. And so we like booked another day for just vocals. It was very, I'm like, dude, I'm so glad I didn't do that. Like, but that's yeah, more, that's one of the more shocking things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like, yeah, it burnt. So oh burnt. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I mean, I don't know. Like he, he's got, he's got a pro tools thing. Like he knows what he's doing. Like, oh yeah. Like God. had his like pro tools thing, like framed on the wall. And we're like, okay. Like he's like certificate. Like, I mean, he's an engineer. He knows what he's doing. 
And uh, I'm so uh, glad we didn't do that. Not to put the dude's name on blast, but I, I, I just saw that the name of that studio is Comprehensive Studios, which is an incredible an incredible yeah. name for wait is it you're able to find it dude i'm like really trying to scrub. i tried to scrub <laughs> that it must be up there somewhere yeah dude. not the mu- not the music not the music yeah if you if okay. you go if you if you're on discogs uh oh, it, it, okay all there's such little information there's such little it, information but that's dope uh, it just says that it exists so yeah that that is out there somewhere in the ethers yeah we yeah. uh we did that and yeah we like um I think we were there for like two days and we just kind of smashed out what we had at the time. And it was like, it was cool though, man. It was like, you know, I had never done that. I was all stoked. So when, uh, what was the motivator for you to start singing though? Were you just like, just what, what was it? Dude, honestly, man, it was like, you know, not, not to like, well, here's what we'll say. I, I was a lot better at drums a couple years ago than I am now. And like, and and I think I could hold it down. Okay. But I was at one point, I really was like the full on like leg weights and like metronome all the, like all day, just getting after it. I was like, I was pretty solid for like my age. I thought, um, and I just really wanted to do it, but I was like, I gotta go to college. And so I, I went and, and did it, you know, and I was, and I almost dropped out like halfway through because kind of for that reason, I was just like, I really want to play music. And I'm like, I would see bands coming into town and it's like, not even like a, in like a, 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 a egotistical way, but I was just like, dude, like I, I can do that. I have the skill to be that guy that's going in and like playing, setting up his drums and doing it. Um, and so I, I really contemplated dropping out like at halfway through and, um, you know, I was like kind of talking to my folks about it and they're like, you know, it was, it was, it was like a, a thing. I really wanted to not do it um, anymore. It's like all I wanted to do. And so, I decided to finish it and I was just like very much like planting the seed of like, you know, on, on Facebook is the only way place I knew where to do at the time. And I was like, like lining things up for like when I'd go home for summer breaks and like, I'd get that band radiation. We'd still like try to do stuff like when we're home for summer and it was like, it's just tough to, to do. So I made the calls like, dude, if anyone has a drum set, I'm down to play. Or if someone's looking for a singer, I'm down. And so I met the drain dudes. I actually went to like the first ever drain show. They had like a different kid, like, and they, they just, they were already going before I met them. So I went to the first drain show. Um, and it was just like a, some other kid and they were doing the thing and it just didn't work out. So like, Hey, like you want to, you want to sing for us? I'm like, I'm down. I had like, like an audition, which is like insane to think about. Love like, it. That was not, ne- not necessary at all. Like totally not necessary. Um, what but, was the yeah, circumstance? And, did did you do a cover with them? What was the circumstance? The, the, so they had that that demo was actually already like the music was done. It wasn't recorded yet. Okay. And so they had this. They're like, we have a demo. We'll send it to you. And like, um, it has these other kids like vocals and lyrics, whatever. And they sent me like all the lyrics. And I was like, I'm down. I'll do it. Uh, so I just learned it and just went in and like practice with them at like okay. the same, which is fair. It's dope. It was the same spot we like practice at now. Like all of us, like oh, all wow. the bands in the bay, will still practice at this place. Um. And so, yeah, I had like my little audition, like, all right, like you're in, I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> I, don't know. I still do. That's so dumb that we did that, but that's cool. Um, Cause I didn't like, I knew him, but I didn't like know him, know him, but you know, just as friends, like, oh, like I see you around like Santa Cruz and stuff. So, um, and that was it. It was pretty much it. I didn't really, it was like, I'll do this, but I'm still going to play drums. Like when I'm finished. Sure. Um, so but, yeah. With you being a drummer, I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but like drummers are one of the most sought after, if not the most sought after member for a band. 
So yeah. did you have a period where like a bunch of people were trying to get you to be in their bands? Were you playing in a, in a bunch of bands at the same time? Like, uh, did you have that yeah. going? Totally. Yeah. Once I, once Dream was going, um, in here, and I kind of linked up with those dudes and we kind of met other people around. Like at one point I did between like, I was in like five bands at once. There you go. And that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. It was just doing like, fronting one and then four playing drums, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it was just fun, man. I, I loved it. I totally was like, I, I mean, that's the, my idea of like, I wanted to do it. Like what, I don't know what do it really meant in my head. I think it was just like, just literally just playing with people and maybe like getting to play shows or like eventually maybe go on a tour. Um, but I was like, I just want to do it. So for me to do that, I just got to like say yes and just do it and take any opportunity. So like literally anyone that wanted to, I was like, I'm down, I'll fill in, I'll play, I'll do your demo, I'll do whatever. Um, and so before I realized then I was like, oh shit, I'm like, kind of can't do this actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Was, uh, was Gulch the first, like the first band after radiation that like became a more serious thing that you were playing drums in? No. So there's actually, there's a segue. It was this band called young love, um, okay. that we were doing, which was like, it was kind of basically drain all the, you know, some of the dudes and drains on different instruments and uh, a different guy singing. And, uh, it worked out. We were doing that and we were having a ton of fun, but I had met this dude. Everyone's like, Oh, like Cole from this band Spinebreaker. He does merch. So I reached out to him to get some drain merch done. And he was living, actually living in Santa Cruz at the time. And he was like, yo, I printed it today. Like I can bring it to you. And I was like, you know, we're actually, my other band's playing at this, at Sabrosa, you know, downtown playing the show. If you want to just come to the show and bring it there, you can just drop it there. It'd be perfect. And so it's like, there's a video of it, which is actually like hilarious, but him uh, and Elliot, singer Gulch, they were roommates. They came together to the show to just drop it off. And um, I'm like, oh, like we're going to play it. Like, oh, you play drums? I'm like, yeah, like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll stick around. Um, we didn't know. And so like, in the video, you can see like, it's like 30 seconds into the first song. Like Elliot kind of like taps Cole on the shoulder and kind of like whispers um, in his ear. And they like kind of like do like a head nod. And then like after that, he was just like, hey, like, dude, I didn't know you played drums. I have like these like three songs. I don't really know what I'm going to do with them, but like, do you want to maybe just help me record drums for them? And I was like, okay, again, like, I don't even know this dude, but I'm down. Um, so glad I did. I mean, not even for like music, stuff, just like, you know, one of my best friends. And like, now I, I work for him. I've done, I've got to travel the world with this dude um, just by a random situation like that. And so that was like what opened the doors for, for Gulch. Um, wow. Yeah, that's, all, that's which, funny. That's on video too. Like yeah, the, the, the the shoulder tap, the yo yo. Pss, pss, pss. Oh, <laughs> totally. It's like yeah. I think it's like yeah, it's like you know, Young Love, Live in Rosa. I think it's like Elliot's like this is still death metal. Elliot, this is before he we went like full full like skin like oi. So he's kind of got like longish hair and like his little glasses and a beanie on. They're like and they're just moshing like going in. It's like it's so cool. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, and so that was like kind of opened the door. So then yeah, at one point it was like. Young Love, Gulch, Hands of God, just exactly how that all works. Like, fuck, do you like, do you want to play drums for, like, can you fill in for us? Like, all right, I'm down. And then, like, that's why I filled in for Hands of God for a run and then end up joining. Um, and then, yeah, at one point, that was like my, my, my holy trinity right there, the train, Gulch, Hands of God. Yeah. Um, that like trifecta only really lasted like a, a year or so, but it was so fun, man. It was, it was busy. It was really busy, but it was so fun. It's it's wild to think about that stuff sometimes too in hindsight when you think of how much can happen in one year, and but then realize then you put it in perspective you're like damn that was that was so quick but there was just so much happening at the same time, like so much yeah, growth was, like personal growth and musical growth I'm sure 
Oh yeah, man. I mean, like hands of God taught me how to play slow. That was literally the band. Like, dude, you got to like, we're like, you know, like a super mosh heavy band. And like, dude, you got to play slow. And I was like, okay, like I'm down. I didn't really know like how to do that. So I had to like actively be like, play this part slow. And like, it really kind of changed the way I played drums. And then like, yeah, it was just, it was dope, man. Uh, talk to me about the, the first time you played a show singing. What was that like for you? Dude, that was, um, <laughs> that was fun, man. So it was, yeah, we like, uh, I, I got accepted to, to drain. So they, yeah. they asked me to do whatever. They're like, yeah, we actually booked this show with like, you know, before when we still had the old singer or whatever. And so we're playing at like this bar in San Jose called Johnny V's. We're playing in Johnny V's like, uh, in like five days. And they're like, we'll just play it instrumental. And I was like, don't do that. Like, I'm down, whatever. And so I just like did it. And I honestly, like it, it was fun. I didn't, I blew out so quick. I blew, pretty much blew out for the first like year and a half of every show. Just, you know, yeah. not knowing. I'm sure you, you know what I'm talking about. It's like yeah. just not knowing. And like, um, it was fun though, man. It was different. You know, it's like, I figured it, it was like, it, it felt pretty like kind of natural. I don't know why, but it, like, I feel like it just took a second. It was like, I don't know if like drummers like usually like can kind of transition to being a front person for some reason. I don't know why that works. Do you think it's because when you're playing, you have a clear seat for everything that's happening on stage. So you're just ta- you're just absorbing all of it when you're playing and you're just like, Honestly, okay, that, you're like, that's a sick move. Maybe I should do that move. Like it's just getting yeah. in your DNA. That's damn. I, I literally just did like a head scratch. I was like, Damn, I don't know. Maybe you're right. You kind of you watch the show, so you know what looks good. You know what doesn't look good. Totally. You know, you got a front row seat or back row seat, but to every you have the clearest pic. You have a clearer picture than anyone else. Yeah, and you're kind of yeah. Maybe that is what it is. I don't know. It it was like pretty natural. You know, I was like, I felt like a little. I was like, damn, I didn't really know the songs like 100 percent at that point. But it was like, I was like, this is fun. I actually like really enjoy that. Um, and like you know just trying to get people to like mosh or push pit or whatever. I was like, this yeah. is fun. And they, they did. I'm like, Oh damn, they're actually moshing. Like they listened to me. That's crazy. You know, yeah. like, whatever. <laughs> like there was like not many people there, but it was so sick. What was, uh, what was your first touring experience? What was the first time you ever toured? First tour. So that was, um, we did a West coast run with, uh, cause like we'd play, like we played LA, but, like literally one single show. So I don't really count that. But like the first run we did was like, I think five shows in a row. Um, and we did it with this band called, they're called Seance. Uh, they were from San Diego, but there was like, basically, I don't know if you were caught winning that band, uh, Absence of Mine. Um, sure. Yeah. The then, name. Yeah. I, I, don't, I wasn't familiar with them too much, but the name. For totally. Sure. Yeah. They're at San Diego band. Um, but it was all kids that went on to do that band. Um, and so it was just draining Seance and we did like, uh, like Inland Empire uh, okay. up to like Inland Empire program, um, Santa Cruz show, Seattle, Portland, Tacoma, whatever, something like that. But it was like seven shows, and I was like, that was my longest in a row. Um, it was sick, man. It was so like fun. I don't. It was. It was very much. It was like, okay, this is like we're going the right track. This is the way. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is dope. Was it um, both? Was it both bands in the same van? Were you both driving separately? What was the What was the thing? Yeah, we went, uh, we went separately uh, okay. and we just followed him up and it was, uh, it was super cool, man. And it was like, I don't know, it was just so fun. And like, kind of like we knew people in our area and they knew, they actually knew way more people than we did. We kind of just had the Santa Cruz show. Um, they got us like on like the SoCal shows and they got us on like the Pacific Northwest shows, um, which is dope. And so at that point we were very much like, you know, all of us were kind of just like sponging, like just sponges, just like 
meeting people and just soaking it all in. Like, you know, we met like random kids. That was like my first time meeting like a lot of those kids, like Bamakara um, okay, yeah. from down South. And then like the safe and sound kids who are like up in Northwest. Um, we just, I'm like, Oh, we're staying at that kid's house. Like, Oh shit, that's cool. All right. I don't even know these people really. That's awesome. Like, yeah, it was really cool, man. I was just so like stoked to be a part of it, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, the, for drain, the, um, what was the first time you recorded with Taylor? Was that the, the time enough to last or time, right, of, one time before that? Last? Yeah. Yeah. One before it that. Was okay. one, yeah. One before that. And that was actually right before this tour started. Okay. Um, and that was, uh, yeah, we went down. It was again, we've kind of always been, I got to, you know, shout out our drummer, my, my boy, Tim. He's, uh, he's always been kind of like, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like maybe him and I separately wouldn't be able to get as much done, but like together, I think he's always got like really good, like goal oriented ideas from like day one. And I, and then I'm really good at, well, trying to execute them, you know? And like, we, you know, we both are, but he was always like, dude, like, we can't go back to comprehensive, which we, we were thinking like, do we have like, yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. Six, six songs? Like, do we got it? Like, if you want to play like with hardcore bands and we want to be a hardcore band, like it would make sense if we do what hardcore bands do, like record with people that listen to that music and are a part of it. And I'm like, huh, that's a thought. That's crazy. You know? Like, yeah. Um, and so he was like, dude, like there's this guy. And I actually just knew him. I was like, Oh, it's the drummer of nails. I didn't really know Twitching Tongs. I didn't know Disgrace. I didn't know any of those bands. Yeah. Um, and he was like, he's in SoCal. And at the time, it was still like very much where like all of our friends' bands were doing the like, oh yeah, we have like a friend who does like $100 for a demo type thing. And we we're like, you know, because that's pretty much what it was. It was like six songs. This is a demo, really. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were kind of like the first of our friends to be like, oh shit, they're like, traveling to go record like they're going far they're doing with someone whose music we all like you know and it was so dude in hindsight like a very funny um i actually couldn't be there i was like still in college so i missed i was like taking finals and then graduating so i think i finished like um i finished my last final on like the friday and they started recording on like, the wednesday before oh okay and so i literally finished drove down for the day i was like i can do six songs in one session on vocals and the musical already done and then drove back to graduate and like walk on the sunday um but yeah so they were there before me and it was like i mean i, I don't know have you ever met taylor young oh yeah we're, we go back yeah for sure oh dude he's he's the man he's just like very much like especially at that point it was like we weren't like friends and we didn't know him so it's like all right we're here to do business let's take care of business like and handle and we realized like very early on, like, okay, like if we're going to do this, we got to make some serious changes. Like we had two, at that point we were at five pieces, we had two guitar players and one dude was like, all right, going to do it. And he's like, okay, you're not going to play. He's going to do the whole thing. Cause you can't play clean enough. Like pretty much like if we're going to get this done, we're going to have to cut our losses and do what we need to. So we were like, fuck dude, we got to like get our act together. We were not studio ready, but like we needed that. I think we kind of needed someone to be like, in order for us to do this, we're going to have to like get this right. And like next time you guys going to be like ready to go. Totally. Um, and and it's, and if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but you've kind of, you guys have done everything with Taylor since then. Right. Yeah. I mean, dude, I just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a weirdo with that stuff. It's like, I don't, I try not to fix what's not broken and like try to, um, just stick with the people who took care of us, you know? And like, 
Well, I'm sure for him too, it's exciting because he was there when you guys, you know, for lack of a better phrase, didn't have your act together. And then now he's seen you likely come in a lot more prepared. He's actually been present for the growth of the band throughout all these years too. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's the man. And then like, you know, I'm very stoked to become, you know, become a friend and like, just really very much like a piece of like a part of the band, like even random stuff. I'll hit him like, just random, like, yo, Taylor, like, what do you, what do you think about this? Or like this tour offer should should we take it or something you know and he's like it's it's cool it's very cool to have like kind of like a bigger bro like in your corner who just knows um you know so yeah we did that and it was very much it was like sounded at for you know at our you know where we were as a band like dude this is the craziest thing i mean i still think it sounds bomb but it was like we couldn't believe how good it sounded like just like parts hitting hard and he knows i mean he's like the mosh master we had like two mosh parts on that record and he made them like sound big and we were just like just devastating. oh my god yeah yeah we do now we have to try to sound this good live and, and we we tend to try hard <laughs> but um yeah i went and like went down and i'm like i can do six songs in one day we play six songs live so i can do six songs in the studio and I, like not the so same quick, yeah oh so quickly he was like okay like it was i think like one song and he's like okay so what other days can you guys stay down here and we're like what do you mean and he's like oh well we're not going to get through the session like he's done and I'm like, no, we need to. Like, I need to leave today and drive back and put my cap and gown on tomorrow and like walk. Yeah. Um, and so we were like, well, we just can't. So we'll just do what we have. So that that it's called overthinking, but it's like, um, it's all like one day. So you hear it's like, oh, I blew out so quick. But like, I think I started like, the first song was like actually in the middle that we did. Yeah. And then um, went kind of worked our way to the ends. But yeah, you can hear it's like, oh, he's blown out, so sure. blown out. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes there's a charm like, in that. Sometimes there's a charm in that. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, you're stuck at a when you're especially if you're a, you know, a newer or just young band or whatever. It's like, you know, time is money and you're you're yeah. you only have so much time to do things. Everybody's working jobs. So it's like, yeah it's, yeah, it's tough to knock that stuff out. And you go and you're also you've never done it before. So you're kind of or in that capacity. So like you don't know what you're doing yeah. yet. You know? Oh, totally. I mean, dude, I, was like, I think like seriously, band, bands were doing our friends were like, yeah, we do like a hundred, two hundred dollar demo. And I think Taylor was like four hundred a day. We did four days. So for us, we're like, dude, like we literally cannot afford another day. Yeah, this, this doesn't get more legit than this, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it was like a whole thing. But and then uh, you know, this is probably jumping ahead maybe a little bit, but like I love I, one of the things that got me so stoked about uh about Gulch was that you did those records with uh with Jack Shirley, who I yeah, like I love Jack. Jack and I also go back really far. Um oh, he's so and I love sick. what he does. Yeah, and his studio is so fucking nice too. Um oh, it's the best. Yeah, what was it like uh playing drums on that stuff and recording? Because he does all his recordings live, right? Right. Yeah. Dude, when that's the thing, it was like it's just, I mean, obviously very, very different bands, very different experiences. And like, I couldn't believe it. I mean, like, I think it, the way it's all worked out, which is funny. I feel like all the bands I'll be in at one point are all writing at the same time and then all recording at like around the same time. So like the first time we recorded with Jack, we had just finished the Drain album. And so like we did 10 songs in seven days, you know, and then we did 10 songs with Gulch in literally one day oh my like, god at yeah least, at least laid out the tracks because we just went in and we're like they're all like you know a minute long and we're just playing them and i just try to like i'm like kind of i don't know some people are really like good at like on the fly stuff um 
like Tim Verdrain is a nut. He has like every single fill mapped out in his head. I don't go like that crazy, but like I know pretty much what I'm playing the whole time before I go in. Um, and so we were able to smash him out kind of quick and like, yeah, it worked out. Everyone just played like really clean and we just smashed him. So it was very like, I was like, whoa, this is very like effective and feels just, it feels very like in the pocket, you know? Yeah. Um, which is like so cool. And it just translated so good. Like we actually tried on the, uh, we did that, the drain single with Epitaph. We tried, um, to do that live and it just, it just wasn't happening. Oh, was like, right? yeah. yeah. I, Cause I was, after I done a live session, like, dude, this is like the way to go. Right. And then we're like, yeah, this is like not really how we're going to do that. Um, we're going to do this. It's like, it's cool to experience both, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, yeah. But dude, Jack's awesome, man. He's the best. I've like, dude, I've had some wonderful naps in the atomic garden. I've had some <laughs> lovely naps. It's been great. Yeah. Finish. And I'm just sitting in the chair, just like, Oh damn, that sounds bomb. Just like snoozing. Yeah. That's awesome. That's super awesome. Um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about releasing records and uh, and that whole thing over over the pandemic. So, like, um, you know, I, I were you guys first going into it a little hesitant because obviously you can't tour, you know, like there's that aspect of it. Like there's like the I hope we can, you know, I hope this can survive. I hope this can like, uh, you know, have an impact on people. Um, and did you come to find that? Um, there was an appreciation that came from people releasing music yeah. over that time. Yeah, dude. Well, okay. Honestly, in in hindsight, yes. At the time, though, like I was really bummed. I was like very bummed because it was just like it felt very much like it was like everything. Every time we would go do something, like the next step would happen. You know, like sometimes things will happen like kind of randomly or out of the blue. This was not. This was very much just like everything we're doing the next thing just happens. It was like sound and fury immediately got like Rev's attention and like, like the day that day and they like came to us in person and talk. And so like within like a week, we like signed the deal and uh, we like did a, you know, a tour after and anyways, things were just going really good. And so um, we had done like, we, what is it? We dropped our first single for that album right after LDB 2020. Um, And it was just like received great. People were stoked. And so then the the next thing was like, Hey, we're going to do this music video shoot. Let's see if like maybe people come and it was like cracked out, like super cracked out. Um, and so it was just, it just felt like, Oh damn, like we're just really moving. And we had like, um, like a record release weekend already planned with like twitching tongues was going to play and like minus, which was like, we were just stoked. So pumped about it. And like had like the venues kind of already locked in. And so anyways, I was still very much at the point where it was like, you're, you're LA. I remember, you know, it was like, Oh, we're going to do, it's like a, it's a, a three week shutdown at first. And so we're like, okay, cool. Um, and luckily it was like a couple days after we did that music video shoot. So I was like, okay, three weeks of no of quiet, no biggie, but we had these shows planned, which is supposed to be like, it would have been like five or six weeks after that. So it was like, we're in the clear, we're good. Obviously it wasn't three weeks. And so you just get in the calls. It was kind of like, we had like our first plans to do like our first, I think it was going to be a tour with like stick to your guns that like June um, and everything shut down in like March. So it's just like one by one. It was like, Hey, that record release weekend is canceled like, oh, for sure. And then I was like, Hey, the stick tours canceled. And it was just like, damn. And so I was really bummed. But what I didn't realize was that we were still early into it. We're like, we're in the, 
we're in the Tiger King era of COVID uh, when the album dropped, you know, <laughs> um, which, you know what I mean? We we're very much in like the like Instagram, like challenges mode of uh, COVID where it was like tag 10 people and do like, uh, you know, whatever, like couples challenge, like you, your girlfriend working out or something like random things like that. Yeah. People, uh, everyone thought staying inside was cute at that point. It, exactly. So that's yeah. where we were. So it was like this thing dropped and I remember it was like, okay, I didn't know like Spotify um, put things on. Like you drop it on like the first of the month, like or whatever at 9 PM on West coast time, it actually comes out cause it's midnight on East coast. So like, I remember just chilling. I'm like, okay, tomorrow the album drops. I don't really know what to think. And then like all of a sudden my phone was just like blowing up. And because it's like, okay, it was, a, it was set for a Friday night, you know, Friday release. It's like a Thursday night, just chilling. And everyone's just bored off their ass. And in hindsight, it, I think it made our record do so much better. Um, yeah. Because everyone was just home. Um, and it was still like, even, you know, for myself, even like, and a lot of people was like, people were on like a temporary leave from work. And so it's like, okay, go on unemployment. You'll be on for three weeks. We're going to open back up. And then a lot of places just didn't open back up. Um, so everyone was kind of freshly into this, like, I don't really know what to do things. So it was like, everyone's just checking out music and, uh, yeah, man. So in hindsight, so pumped and people were home and I feel like it just did so much better. Um, and I'm so like appreciative. And this, we were kind of touched on that early on in this, but yeah, it, it, I think it made a huge difference for us. Yeah. There, there's a strange dividing line between, um, like my heart broke for so many bands that were starting to really kind of have their moment that maybe had their record, like maybe they had a lot of luck putting out a record in like 2019. Yeah, and, and then they were supposed to start doing their big tours or the big support slots or whatever. And those didn't end up getting to happen. And then because, um, you know, hardcore can be, uh, hardcore in particular can be, um, pretty, pretty quick to move on and onto the next thing or, yeah. or whatever. If the, if like you're not seeing the live shows, you're not getting like all of that sort of stuff. You're not like seeing it on the internet. It's kind of a thing. Like, so you know, my heart broke for a lot of those bands, but then there was something really special about putting out music over, over the pandemic because people were missing out on new music. And then also there was a lot of records that were getting shelved or like, you know, people wanted to wait until touring came back. So there was a lot of records that were supposed to come out that now all of a sudden weren't going to come out for a while. Yeah. So I think that there was like, um, it became sort of a feeding frenzy when, when something new and exciting did come out because people wanted something to feel good also people wanted that dopamine rush of fucking buying something you know what i'm saying yeah. so like if something went up for pre-order people wanted to just like feel something for five minutes and know that they ordered something you know what i'm saying like yeah uh, oh you're so right man yeah like uh the touche put out a record in 2020 and we were super nervous about it because same as you it's like you're like i hope this like goes okay and what I uh, what I didn't expect was the amount of people that were like, you know, just like, thanks for giving us something to look forward to, you know, that like that this was yeah. going to be coming out or whatever, or that like this is happening or, or something like that. Because we were at the time, like every time I die was supposed to was supposed to drop a record the week before ours. And we were like, you know, those are our friends and everything like that. But we were like, fuck, man, that's like, oh, that's a lot of competition. You know, that's like yeah. that's, that's bigger than us and like all of this. But then they ended up we found out that they were going to 
shelve their record. They ended up shelving it for like over a year and a half or something. Yeah, um, see. So we were like, it's nuts. I, I guess, I guess we should do it. I guess we should sort of take advantage of the open field and see how it goes. And I think it was the best choice for us. You know, now I feel, I don't know how you feel now, but like now I feel like we're in a little bit of a weird position to where, you know, we're, we're still feel like we're on that touring site or on that album cycle. Cause we haven't really got a chance to do the amount of touring we normally do. But now we're already two years removed and we haven't even started writing officially yet for a new record. But I feel like people want new music already and we feel like that record hasn't really got its love yet. Well, how do you feel yeah. about that? Oh, I, I totally, I know exactly where you're at. I mean, we, we um, I think the first show we played and we were like kind of on the earlier side to play. We like did our little like guerrilla DIY show in totally. San Jose yeah. in June of 2021. So but the first time we played those songs live, the album was already over a year old. Totally. You know, which is crazy. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like now I'm kind of at the point where, okay, I think I think the album's gotten a good amount of love and I feel pretty good about rolling new stuff out. But um, we, we toured a good amount um, with what we, you know, what we had at that point, you know, US like twice, Europe, you know, and so I feel good about getting it roll, you know, new stuff out. But yeah, it was, it was a little strange where I'm like, damn, these are new songs to people that are seeing us but to us these are like you know the album's been out for a year but we wrote these a A year year before before the album came out yeah 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 yeah. so Uh, it's like kind of old and then obviously you guys are signed to uh drain to sign to epitaph now congratulations obviously for that and like i was man i was actually curious when you guys dropped that watch the watch you burns single i was like oh shit they already have a fucking new record coming and i was expecting Mm -hmm. that to be a record rollout and then i was like okay just a single no yeah that's awesome yeah sure yeah dude they were it, you know it was uh well they were really cool about it they were like um you know we know you guys just put this album out and if you guys because you know the the initial talk was like hey let's sign this like you know agreement whatever and let's get music delivered in like six months and we were just like that's like not gonna happen because we got to <laughs> play we work so hard on this album we got to play it and like give it the proper cycle before those songs are kind of like on the back burner yeah um and so they were super cool and like okay well like maybe we'll just do one song um and then you know right before you guys get back on the road so we dropped the single and then went on a terror tour like a couple weeks later um and so but we went in we like rough tracked like five songs and then just like picked the one that we felt we had the most down which is that um and then it's funny because that you know all the songs we went back and kind of had more time to be like okay now let's like really now we got like a good version to like hear these back let's like really deep dive and like reconfigure them so now we, we end up using all the songs that are you know, they're on this album now um from that first session but we just reworked them and everything and i'm kind of glad we got to do that so it's kind of crazy like knowing like the song that we released as the single is probably you know just to be honest, probably like the weakest song on the album because we just spent the less the least amount of time on it because once it was out it's like we can't really tweak a whole lot. It's out. Yeah. So um, yeah, the rest were like, oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of a cool feeling. Like the one that people know, it's actually probably like the, you know, the less crazy one. Yeah. Um, Damn. So yeah, it, it was, it was cool. And people were like, dude, you guys have a whole album done. I'm like, Oh, we have like literally like of the five recorded. The only one that had lyrics was the one we recorded, like that oh, we released. Okay. So it was like real early on. So like, dude, we we're just taking our time with it. Um, and so I'm, I'm like really, I'm really pumped that we did that though. And that we took our time, but yeah, it was a little strange. It's like, Oh, it's just one, just, yeah. one, just yeah. one track. 
Yeah, and it's like uh, it's funny because it's like the album's basically done. We're just doing some final mixing, but it's like we could release in like January, but we're like, dude, like we cannot put a drain record out in like the middle of winter. So like we're actually just gonna like wait a little longer, sure, and just put it out in the spring. It's like, dude, it's just it just doesn't fit in the vibe. You know? Yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys, are, you guys represent the California sun. I feel. Yeah. Oh, I try to, man. I love it, dude. And that's that's the thing. It's it's funny when people will come to Santa Cruz and like, okay, like for the first time, like, I get it. You guys, like, you sound like what Santa Cruz looks like. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like I think people like, you know, they just maybe don't get it. But it's like, no, no, no. Like, you come where we're at. It's like dudes just walking all across through their surfboards and everyone's just like out in the sun, like just being active and just like, it's just so sick. But yeah, it's like, dude, we gotta, we gotta keep the vibe right. But yeah, we're, um, I'm pumped, man. I'm really, yeah. I, you know, I don't really know if I'm supposed to talk much about it or whatever. I'm, I'm pumped to put new, new stuff out. Just like that kind of, it's like more, you know, now that, now that our taste has changed a whole lot and the album's like a crazy different from the last one, but it's like, just pumped to put new stuff out that we're really proud of and really stoked on. It feels good, fresh, you know, you know Absolutely. how that goes. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. This is rad. Um, and uh, I, I mean, this is like, I don't know if it's like too, too hard of a question to, to, to answer with, like, obviously doing all of the last uh, Gold shows was, was each one of those shows for you, like, emotional or like in the sense of like, like oh, well, this is the last time this band will ever play this place is or like also this is the first and last time this band will ever play this place. Cause I know Goldston do a lot of yeah. touring, right? Like, no, no. So, and Goldston never ended up getting to go overseas, right? There was no international shows. No. Yeah. We never made it. And that's, that's kind of the thing. It's a big part. You know, people ask, why don't you guys break up? Do you guys like, do you guys beef each other? Like, dude, no. not no. even a little bit. It, it was just like, it was not like, um, not that you, you know, I feel funny being like, oh, we didn't want to get that big. It was like for where we were all at with life, you know, like Gulch is five of us, but really Gulch is one dude, which is Cole, yeah. um, the guitar player. He writes all of the music. Um, you know, it's not, it's not like a, not like a bad way. It's just very much it's like it's his vision. He's like, hey, so like I have this riff right into this one. This is what I want the drums to do. Like I want the vocals to go wherever. It's like, okay, like he's got a very clear vision, makes the merch comes up with all the designs like it is his thing um but he's a business owner married two kids you know our singer elliot's like a a union contractor he's like it's just tough so it's like dude we're kind of at the point where it was like these guys never really wanted to be like full-time tour musicians they just want to play music with their friends and even that switch up was kind of like you know like damn it's it's cool that people are so stoked it's awesome but for like where they're at, like, dude, we really just kind of want to play like and open up for like our friends at home. Yeah. It's really, it's like not, and that's, it's crazy. Cause I've always kind of wanted to do like the more, like the bigger gets like the next step. And it was like very, it's cool. That I respect it. It's just, it's been very interesting to see people like, do you like, I don't really want to do like the, like opening up and like trying to win people over type thing. It's yeah, like, of course. we kind of just want to play for our friends and like, people who know us and like want to get stoked. And like if Gulch only played in San Jose forever, like the whole existence of a band, they would have been stoked too. You know, yeah. um, there was a really, so, there was a really charming, uh, this might be a little too inside baseball, but, uh, I, I was, I was on the phone with Justin who runs close casket. This was yeah. probably a year ago at this point or something like this. We were trying to put together a tour. And, uh, I remember asking him, I was like, I was like, 
I'm just just because we're on the phone. I'm gonna just. There's no way Gulch would would do a tour with us yet, right? And he was just like, he's like, he's like, I don't think it had whatever. He's like, not in the sense of because it's with Touche, but in the sense of like they're just like not gonna really tour that hard or whatever. And then he told me this really charming story about how when uh, the LP was gonna be coming out. Um, you can tell me if there's truth to this, where he was like, the maybe someone, maybe it might have been Cole or something like that, was like, oh, maybe don't press more than like 500. I don't think that like it's gonna like be be cautious. Like I don't know how well it's gonna do. And Justin yeah. was like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like we're gonna press like a few thousand of these at least. Like you're gonna be good. And yeah, and I, maybe there was even a bet put in place where it was like, like I bet you won't kind of a thing. And then of course the record fucking sold out like instantly yeah it went nuts i mean dude that's the thing it was very much it was like dude like and it's cool it's it's so cool to see that it's like a a, a a band that's very much just like for us yeah you know and it's like if other people liked it i mean i think it's like a lot of bands like oh people like it that's cool but we're happy with it but we we're just kind of like i mean i wouldn't be surprised if people didn't like it and that's what's like the most shocking thing because it's like dude like you have a young kids listening to it and i'm like dude we're pulling from like black metal death metal power violence and like straight up hardcore it's like it's so mind-blowing that that is a kid's entryway mm. into like this music you know it's like it's so abrasive it's so like it's just crazy you know what i mean yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know um and so we were kind of just like dude I, I wasn't expecting that we thought like the dudes that like have been going to shows for a while would be the ones like oh that's sick that's like a a blasphemy sounding riff and that's like a fucking you know man is the bastard part or something and like it's kids like oh like i only know like gulch and like that's just great like like gold tsunami drain scowl like kind of our friends right here a lot of you know we're it's so awesome to be a part of it i see a lot of kids like oh those are like the only bands i know and we're like whoa crazy you know this is this is uh it's interesting. We, at the beginning of this conversation, you mentioned, you know, like your folks listen to like Black Sabbath and stuff like this. Something that something that I always think about is it's I, my brain and it's because our brains aren't wired to like it's hard to comprehend that like when Black Sabbath was at their peak, there were parents to kids who listened to Black Sabbath who were saying this is the craziest music ever. Like, yeah. how could music possibly get crazier sounding than this? Right. They were oh, saying that back oh, yeah. then. And then, you know, you fast forward. Now we're living in an age of like, you know, there is death metal and black metal and and like power violence and grindcore and stuff that you hear. And you're like, how could music possibly get crazier than this? You know, like yeah. this is so ab fucking abrasive. But you fast forward, there's going to be music that where Gulch is going to seem like Black Sabbath, where it's like, oh, totally. you know what I'm saying? It's like hard to comprehend, but I know it's what you're nice. saying. It's like, you know, it's like for Gulch to be the entry point, it's it's just interesting how music, how aggressive music evolves like that. Oh, totally, man. And that that's all we were like, dude, we were stoked on the record. So I do put it out. If people like it, that's cool. If we sell like some physicals, that's dope. But um, we just weren't, there's really no pressure on it. So whatever happened, um, and that's the thing, it's, it's cool. And I, I love those dudes because they're like, very true to who they are and just like oh shit it's doing good that's cool well i'm still gonna just keep living yeah. like my life and doing our thing and it's like they were very like yeah like dude we can get to the point where like not there's anything wrong with being a fest man but it was just like dude we can't tour like we can't so it's like we can do like one-offs and like little weekends but that's about it and so i like, dude before we get to the point where it's just like okay oh yeah like there's a fest 
Colts is going to be, you can pretty much guarantee they're going to be playing. Yeah. It was like, dude, let's just like go out high and just do it, you know? And we were kind of getting to the point where it's like, dude, it's just like, it was more than we were able to take on, you know, like we're like playing shows and it's like, dude, like, can we get like someone else's car? Like we have to load up all the merch cause we keep selling. It's like not a bad thing. Very thankful that people want to support us. It was just more of like, fuck dude, this is more of like a, a touring band, like stature. Yeah. But we're just like not able to, to do all this, you know, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. To, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I, I it totally. Yeah. And, and uh, it is cool to hear that everybody had like a very, um, you know, uh, clear head about things. And that we're just like, it was like, yeah, no, this, this was, this is just cool that this happened. But like, you know, we, we knew the circumstances going into this. Um, I yeah. feel very fucking, um, privilege to have been able to at least see two of those last shows because we had we hopped on that homesick show and that was my first time getting to see you you guys play and i mean not to blow smoke but like we were we it was hard to take our eyes off of your playing drums because you hit so fucking hard like like we always use the phrase like fucking, you know, bullying the drums or like or like fucking, you know, uh, beating the drum, like beating the lunch money out of those drums. Like it oh, was dude. it was super sick to see you guys play and especially like in a Bay Area capacity, you know, like that show was unreal. And yeah, so, dude, that, I, you know, I forgot that you guys were on that even. I, I we hopped, dude, we hopped because yeah. a bunch of, you know, because it was COVID, like, because of right. whatever. So, like, I think we replaced Mannequin Pussy that night. That you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yes. So okay. It was super last yeah. minute. I didn't meet you that night, obviously. Like, it was so hectic and, you know, everybody was stressing yeah. out about this things or that. I met, I introduced myself to Elliot super briefly and I don't think that, okay. I, I don't even, I don't even think I was like, hey, I'm in fucking touche. It was just like, hey, that was really cool. Good set kind of a thing. That's so sick. Yeah, dude, yeah. that's the thing. It was, it, for that, that's what was so beautiful and fun with that band. It was like, we really didn't do much. So when we did, it was just like, dude, I don't know. Like we, I had mentioned this recently. I, I talked, I was talking about those, those hard lord dudes. It was like, dude, like yeah. Drain will go on tour but like goals who does like vacation yeah and it was just like dude we play a show it's like dude they like we got some sounds burnt we got like a little gold's card it's like yo cool give me the gold's card like everyone's buying buying drinks it's like it's like a party you know it's like yeah. we play because we don't get to do it. it's like dude, let's get like let's play hard let's get drunk and then you know everyone having a good time and it was it was fun man but uh that night i was, was pretty drunk actually we don't really <laughs> play home ever it was like dude like and then we played that night, and the next night we played at the X Bar, which is our, our little like literally. Oh right, room. yeah. Um, super small and those, venue. Yeah, like, I think it was like a two hundred cap room, and so those were our last two Bay Area shows. And it was crazy because kids were like, "Dude, I couldn't get X Bar tickets, but like Homesick still had them." So a lot of people went to Homesick, and we were like, "Fuck, this is like really cracking." That was awesome. Yeah, um, we were we were sad to have to play after you guys. We we're like, "Dude, what do you do? Like, how do you follow dude. that?" How do you fucking uh, follow that? Like, no, dude, yeah. you guys are fine. No, we were just we just went out there. We're like, let's just do what we do and just fucking get get out of here. This is gold. This is Gulch's night for sure, dude. That was damn. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was just fun, man. Yeah, we didn't really get to do a whole lot of, and even that it was like, I think Turnstile was. We played with Turnstile in Santa Cruz. Actually, is a. I'm sure you caught when it was like it was the the poop show. Oh yeah, like the the, yeah, the yeah, Turnstile, yeah. whatever. Yeah, sure. I was here and everyone was so like uh couldn't believe that actually 
Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Was like, that wait? Was that that was in Santa Cruz when that happened? Yeah, of, of course, course it was in Santa yeah. Cruz when that happened, dude. And it's funny because I think like it's actually like, really sad. I think people like do like oh someone pooped in the pit and it's like we've like through talking to people pieced together what happened and it's like dude it's kind of a bummer. I think it was like it, we had it, someone there was a girl who got dragged out and then she was wearing a skirt. I think she got hit and just like knocked out. She got knocked out. Yeah, um, and she pooped. Yeah. It's like, dude, no one knows this shit. I'm like, yo, that shit happens, dude. Like, yeah. And like, because we're trying to be like, dude, how did someone like take their pants off? Like, no. But the girl with the skirt got literally dragged out with her feet, like dragging the floor. Yeah. And it was probably her first show because it was fresh into shows coming back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was like, that was the show that we were kind of like after that. Like, I think that we maybe don't want to do this like at this level. And then like stop like slowing down would just be weird or like hard to do. It was just like totally like, had kids coming up and like buying dude, we sold like I think we got rid of all the merch before the first band played, but a lot of those kids just left. They didn't even stay for the show. Yeah. Um and it was like sold out. So like a lot of our friends didn't really get to see us in the bay yet. And they couldn't go to the show because it was sold out. And it was just like a very it was, like Dude, I think we want to get off this ride. I don't think this yeah. is really like we just want to play with the, with our friends and stuff. But uh yeah. Anyways, man, it was, it was, it was fun. It was a really good ride, but that was a dope show. Homesick. That was sick. <laughs> it was, it was very, very crazy. Um, yeah, well, shit, man, I'll hit you with the last question, which is, uh, when was the first time that you felt like you were doing the thing you'd been working so hard towards? Dude, you know, I, 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 I you, you kind of pisses me before and I, I really stayed. I was like, damn, I, I honestly don't know. I really, I feel like the first time where it really was like hitting was honestly like probably sound and fury 2019, like a little more recent. Like I feel like there's a lot of things where I was like, I'm having fun. I'm feeling really stoked and proud of it, but I feel like seeing it on such a bigger level. Cause that was like, we had been touring, but we weren't like, I don't know. I don't know if we're ever, you know, cool, but I think it was like maybe, deemed as like oh the drain's cool band it was like it was like cool enough where like we'd maybe play in like a smaller town and do well do okay and and have a lot of fun though but we weren't like doing great you know and so we'd have like the random like small show of kids from salt lake city were at santa fury and they were like oh shit those are guys like stayed at our house you know because we couldn't get a room there was enough kids there to even like break even on that you know it's like a a lot of losses it's not like I'm being a downer. I'm, I'm not. I'm just like yeah, no, like I feel the kids it. from Salt Lake or like random small towns all through the U.S. where we played, all were at Sound and Fury. And I think it was like at that point and seeing and talking to everyone throughout the day, it's like, dude, I can't believe you guys played like our living room. We played our garage. Now we're here. Like we're all here together. It was like a very much it was like everyone was in the same room. And like I don't know. I think like with every band, but especially with drain, it's like, dude, like I'm the guy in the front and there's three dudes on stage, but like everybody that's in the crowd, like they, they're just as much a part of the band as we are, you know? And like, that makes it what it is. Like, that's why I feel like our band is so special. Um, I feel like that was the point where it was kind of like, and even through the other bands I was playing with, it was like people I met through hands of God, people I met through gold. It's like everyone was there and it was just kind of like, I don't know. That was the first time we played. And it was just like a bigger, bigger scale of like, Oh shit, like we're really like doing something here. Yeah. Um, this is like kind of large and live and surreal, you know? And so that was like the point where I was like, I think I'm I'm like actually on track with where I really want to be. That's like I'm really I don't know. It was it had to take a step back. And like I I don't know, maybe you're in the same way. I don't like get like nervous, but I do get really excited when there's like a 
I'm feeling really good about something and I'll like kind of black out. So that was one of those shows. It's like all of a sudden the song's over and I'm kind of helping tear down. I'm like, what happened? Like, I don't even know what happened, you know? And so I get to like, look back at pictures and videos and I'm like, Whoa, like that was, that was surreal that I'm really like, can't believe we did that as like a very much like a group of guys that like, weren't like cool when we started, you know, we weren't cool with anybody. We just, we just didn't know anyone. We literally started like, it didn't get a whole lot lower, like to start from, we started from the bottom and like, that's just goes to show that like, everybody can do that. You know, if you're down to just put in the work, it's like, um, you know, to see it all come up, it's like kind of emotional. I was like, Whoa, like, you know, and just everything, like I said, we really played the set and like, we've been bugging. We had like a friend who was friends, with like the A&R guy at Rev. Um, and he was like really pushing us hard and they weren't really interested. Um, like a lot of people weren't, you know, to just like literally have the dude like running up to the table, like, dude, like I'm bugging, I'm in, let's go, let's do a record. That was crazy. And we're like, whoa, I don't know if like the slingshots went way far back and then just right there just snapped and just really, we started propelling. And anyways, man, that was the one I was like, yeah, I feel like we're really where we're supposed to be. It's a fantastic answer. Appreciate that, Dude, dude. Hell yeah. That, Thank and you, that, man. And that makes and that makes per, that makes absolutely perfect sense. I mean, it's like, you know, you're you're playing in front of a lot of people, but on top of that, you can you recognize faces from all the people that mm-hmm. are helping you come up at the same time. It's like, yeah, it's a culmination situation. So I I completely get it. So it's a it's a yeah. fantastic answer, dude. Thanks for yeah. thanks for hanging out with me today, man. Dude, thank you for hanging with me and for having me on and just let me, you know, just shoot the shit, man. And thank you to everybody who's tuned in, man. Uh, I appreciate everybody, man. All the love to y'all. And that is our show. Thank you so much to Sammy for coming on and thank you for listening reminder there's a bonus episode available right now over at patreon.com slash the first ever patreon where sammy answered questions that were submitted by subscribers if you want a little more sammy head on over there right now subscribe for as little as three bucks a month and you'll get access to that plus a ton of other stuff and if you haven't subscribed to the show on spotify or apple wherever it is you're listening to this please do so thank you so much hope to see you next week take care of yourself bye bye